shares of CyberArk are having a good week, even though the market's been rough and back and forth and messy. The stock has been rallying after earnings, bouncing back after getting caught up in some of the tech selling. Let's talk about the business. Joining us is CFO, Josh Siegel is joining us, Chief Financial Officer at CyberArk, ticker CYBR. Great to have you here, Josh. Thanks, Oliver. It's great to be on the show this morning. I appreciate you joining us here on the TD Ameritrade Network. Uh, first time your company's been on, I believe. Uh, introduce yourself to us. From what I understand, you're in the cybersecurity business, but a little bit of a different approach than just a direct security software. Yeah, hi. So I'm CFO for CyberArk. I've been with the company 11 years now. And basically what CyberArk does is provide a modern approach to identity security. Uh, anchored on, on privilege access management. We're, we're a global company. We sell uh, to the large enterprises uh, in the world. Uh, we have over 7,500 customers. Uh, we do about 60% of our business in Americas, over 35% of our business in, in Europe, and, and the balance in uh, Asia Pacific Japan. And regardless of the, of the geography that we sell into, we sell across all verticals. Uh, there's nobody immune to uh, cyber threat today and we sell in, in across of uh, over 10 verticals uh, today in, in the marketplace. Uh, your stock has been around since 2014, uh, been climbing, uh, trending higher uh, throughout the duration. Uh, also did pretty well, not immediately during COVID, but last year uh, saw a pretty nice lift off too. But what stands out is the performance prior to COVID too, where a lot of cloud companies and cyber companies got a kind of one-time boost or a push forward of demand. Walk me through what your team saw relative to the pre-COVID environment for your business. Uh, what do you see now compared to what it was like pre-COVID? Yeah, you know, first of all, the threat environment in, in cyber has only increased uh, over time. Even before COVID, it was increasing uh, sequentially every year. And then COVID actually accelerated um, uh, the, the IT environment, the digital transformation to the cloud, which only increased more and more uh, the vulnerabilities and the threat vectors, and the attack vectors uh, that can be uh, channeled uh, into an enterprise. So from a cyber arc perspective, uh, the COVID uh, accelerated even more demand for where identity plays in helping to protect the enterprise uh, um, in, in the network, because usually the attack chain is going to be, the attack is going to be into the network, uh, and then where the identity is trying, where the attacker is trying to laterally, laterally move uh, across the network and, and escalate privileges uh, and, and, steal, and steal more and more credentials in order for uh, them to get to their target. So with the remote employees uh, spreading out of, uh, of the perimeter, uh, the identity has effectively become the new, the new perimeter in, mm. in security. Uh, there's a lot of competition in this space um, uh, for uh, identity uh, security management. There's uh, a whole bunch of companies that just went public the last couple of years. Uh, there are longtime players that uh, either want to acquire companies like yours or develop their own uh, tech as an alternative. Uh, does the environment right now look like one that um, works better with a partner, Josh, or does CyberArk uh, want to be an individual uh, company? I mean, I know that you're still reporting adjusted uh, losses despite uh, the big revenue expectations that you put out for the year. Is it time to combine if you're not making bottom line profit? 
Well, actually, uh, CyberArk works uh, today with, with many technology partners and advisory firms and channels. Most of the business is being sold through, uh, through channels and on the technology front, we integrate uh, out of the box with, with, uh, with hundreds of uh, different technology partners. So that's already something that, that CyberArk does. And you know, when we look at the financials, uh, you know, CyberArk is continuing to grow very aggressively and, on a, and certainly on a non-GAAP uh, basis, uh, we actually have been sharing uh, operating margins and net income margins uh, through, 20, through the last year. Uh, we reported uh, very good uh, operating reports, uh, operating margins as well. Um, but um, you know, we believe that we're you know we're the leader in our space. We created uh, the privilege access management space uh, with our IPO uh, in 2014, and we retained our leadership since then. Uh, so you know, we know that we have to partner, uh, but at the same time, uh, we're very excited about the growth opportunity as a leader in the space today. Uh, the outlook for the whole year. Uh, seemed to be uh, welcomed by analysts on the street uh, that kept their uh, bullish uh, median expectations for the stock. The sales were way ahead of what analysts thought you were going to do. Your expectation for sales in the year between 582 to just shy of $600 million uh, beat the estimates by a pretty handy amount, a handy amount, $560 million. So your whole range for your sales is above where analysts thought. But the adjusted EPS is a wider loss than some of the analysts had expected. Where's that difference coming from? Can you explain to us how you can be so optimistic on the top line, but then have to revise the bottom line a little bit lower? Yeah, CyberArk is actually going through a transition by uh, itself. It's going through uh, selling uh, a lot of self-hosted uh, um, uh, applications and off of its self-hosted platform to moving to SaaS. Uh, solutions and with SaaS solutions, uh, there is some uh, there is some uh, erosion on the gross margin. Uh, we do anticipate uh, you know gross margin moving down uh, as we move and sell more and more of our SaaS solutions. And we're investing and we're investing in innovation and we're investing in the go-to-market. Uh, we have sales cycles. Uh, we sell to the largest enterprises and they have sales cycles that are that are six to nine months. And we want to invest ahead of this very, very growing demand. And we're, it's a massive market opportunity in front of us. And we want to make sure that when we finish also 2022, we'll be able to take uh, uh, opportunity to be able to grow again aggressively uh, in the top line growth that you talked about as well in 2023. And Josh, uh, do you foresee the growth rate for the top line going forward able to match the growth rate during COVID when so many businesses really had to jump on getting tech uh, in line for the remote work? Or will you be able to keep up that uh, percent on the top line? Well, cybersecurity still remains a very, very, very important strategy for all enterprises uh, to invest in. And sure. our solutions are mission critical. Uh, so we're certainly going to remain one of the top priorities and we believe that uh, you know going forward, uh, regardless of how the COVID uh, um, uh, plays out over the next 12 months, uh, privilege access will will continue to be a major a major focus uh, and uh, an investment play uh, for enterprises to secure against uh, network takeover and, and to secure against uh, the vulnerabilities. 
Will the uh, amount of growth be able to sustain? I mean, even if you're growing big on the top line, I mean, we've seen companies, this market's gotten very, very uh, short-handed uh, with um, companies where the growth rate slows even from a 60% to a 40%. And so the reason why I, I pry on it is because if the profitability on a gap basis isn't here during COVID after this huge push in demand, when does it arrive if the growth is not going to accelerate from here, Josh? Is there any timeline that looks clear for profitability in the business? Yeah, absolutely. We, uh, you know, we've been a profitable company, as, as I said before, on a non-GAAP uh, adjusted basis for many years now. And as we go through this transition, uh, that, that format is changing a bit, but we absolutely see returning to that profitability uh, over the course uh, of the medium term. We see basically achieving uh, out in, uh, after the transition and coming out uh, a couple of years after the transition to again uh, be at what uh, Wall Street calls the rule of 40 uh, with more than 40% uh, uh, in a combination of operating margin uh, and, uh, and, and revenue growth um, when we get uh, several years past our transition and we're fully 100% as a SaaS and recurring revenue company. The market is massive. And we're the leader and we're actually uh, are building for uh, very strong growth rates uh, for the several years to come. Okay, and Josh, thanks for the outlook and uh, the explanation uh, for the earnings this week. Appreciate you joining us. Great, thank you, Oliver. It's great to be here this morning. Thank you. Josh Siegel's the Chief Financial Officer at CyberArk. CYBR is the ticker.